Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Tosin Oduwale with the Tosin Oduwale Podcast. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a short series of probably about 10 podcast episodes. Uh, they're going to be real short where we're going to go over key things in regards to business, branding, real estate, and just overall being able to <coughs> advance your career, right? So uh, for this first episode, we are going to speak about real estate. And we're going to talk about the easiest way to purchase your first property. One of the reasons why I'm such an advocate for owning property is because on earth, right, no matter what you do in this world, it's done on real estate. You go to school, that's in a building that somebody or a company or a not, not-for-profit not owns. You go to work, somebody owns that office building or that restaurant or or, or whatever it is, right? Um, <clears throat> if you live somewhere, you know, how many people on this earth actually live somewhere? Whether you rent an apartment or you own a house, you you have to live under some type of roof or work under some type of roof, right? So if you own real estate, if you own real estate almost in any capacity, then you are kind of bulletproofing yourself from recessions, depressions, etc. Right. And I say in some capacity because there are ways to buy bad real estate. But uh, what we're talking about is cash flowing real estate, real estate that that provides income every month. So I feel that your first property or that in your portfolio of properties, you should have property that you are purchasing specifically to rent out to other people. Right. So um, multifamily property, two family um, homes homes or duplexes as they call them, three family homes, four family homes, etc. Those are all considered <clears throat> residential property. Now, when you go higher than four units and you get into five units, that's now commercial property. Commercial property is great too. To me, it's even better than residential property. The only thing about commercial property is that it requires a higher down payment. And so if you're just getting into real estate or if you're just trying to get one or two or three properties in your portfolio so that you can focus on whatever it is in your life that may, makes you happy, you may not have enough money to put you know, 20% or 25% of the purchase price down. So that's why we're going to talk about FHA loans. FHA, right? That stands for Federal Housing Authority. So an FHA loan is basically a low down payment loan to make it easy for people like you and me to purchase investment property or to purchase homes without spending a lot of money on the down payment and the closing costs. So typically, an FHA loan, excuse me, I'm, for some reason I'm having, having coughs and burps. Um, so typically, an FHA loan is going to require you to put 3.5% down as your down payment, right? So just for example's sake. If you're looking to buy a duplex, <clears throat> a two-unit property, and they're asking $100,000 for it, with an FHA loan, you would only need to put down $3,500 to purchase that property. Now, of course, that doesn't include your closing costs, which could be your appraisal, your inspection. Um, I, I recently just did an inspection about a month ago on a property I'm purchasing in Chicago. That inspection cost me 500 bucks. Um, and then the appraisal, which they did, I believe, a week and a half ago, that cost me 675 bucks. So aside from your appraisal and your inspection costs, you're putting down 3.5%, right? So total, if you were to buy a property that was $100,000 using the FHA loan, total you could be looking to put down roughly around maybe $4,700, $4,800 total, right? That's amazing. Um, a lot of people have $4,800 in savings or that could be a tax refund 
or it's something that you can easily save up if you know you say hey you want to buy a house this year and you say for the next six months i'm gonna save eight hundred dollars a month for my paycheck and there you go you have enough for your down payment right so to qualify for an fha loan typically you need two years of tax returns so wherever you've been working you need two years of your w-2 showing how much you've made um, you need to have the last two to three months of your bank statements of your most recent bank statements on hand. So that way the lender can can actually see um, how much money you're depositing in your accounts. They can actually see your spending habits and your credit score needs to be at about a 580. 580 is the lowest. However, to get the best rates, you really want to have your credit score in the 600s or, or even higher. So to be safe, to get the best rates, you, you really want your credit score to be at least like a 620 or 640, right? And so that's really all the requirements that's needed to get an FHA loan. Now, there is a way to qualify for an FHA loan if you don't have W-2s. Let's say you're self-employed or you don't have a job. So if you do have a bank account, and you're doing odd jobs or you're doing self-employed work or you're a freelancer or you're or you're or you or you, or you have allowance from parents or allowance from a spouse uh, if you're depositing that money in your bank account you can file that income as 1099 income self-employed income so you would basically go out and find it find an attorney i'm sorry attorney you'd find a cpa or an accountant somebody who does taxes and tell them hey i want to file the last two years of income that i've been putting into my bank account i want to file that as 1099 income self-employed income and a cpa or accountant will do that for you now the downside of that is that when you do file self-employed income the irs is going to ask for their cut so you will have to pay taxes on that However, you will be able to file tax returns and be able to take this self-employed tax return to a lender and get qualified for a mortgage. So that's one of the easiest ways to get into the game. Um, One of the best things about owning multifamily property is that you have passive income. You have extra income coming in. So let's say you have a three unit property like like one of the properties I'm buying now. Um, My mortgage is fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yet each unit rents out for about $1,200. So that particular property is going to be bringing in $3,600 a month. When I subtract my um, mortgage payment of $1,500, my math is not that good. I use a calculator for everything. So let's do $3,600 minus $1,500. That equals $2,100. So that's $2,100 in profit that I'm making every month. 2100 times 12 that's $25,200 a year that is extra income extra passive income for me so you can see how getting one multifamily property and getting a second multifamily property having two property properties that are generating you know $50,000 a year for you that easily replaces income from a job to where you're working 40 hours a week for an entire year but yet this is income you would still make if you decided to stay at home and, you know, lay in bed and eat ice cream all day. Right. So having assets and having a portfolio and and and, and not just the benefits of having income from these properties, but also there's something called equity and appreciation. 
Over time, if you buy right and you buy in the right neighborhood, the value of that property will increase in value. So even though you may own, uh, I'm sorry, owe a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars on the property, um, a year, two years, three years from now, the equity and the value of that property could could increase. So you may owe two hundred thousand dollars on the property, but because of the market, it may be worth three hundred and fifty thousand now. So there's something called a home equity line of credit to where you can go back to your lender and tell your lender, okay, I got a mortgage for $200,000 on this property. Um, it's worth $350,000. So there's $150,000 in equity appreciation that is taking place. I want to take that out. I want to take that cash out. I want to take a loan against that. So the lender will give you 80% of that $150,000 for you to use for whatever you want to use it for. But I'm going to tell you what you should use it for. So let me just whip out my handy dandy calculator so I can get some um, accurate numbers. So 80% of $150,000 is $120,000. So you can pull out $120,000 of that $150,000 in value that you've received. And you can use that $120,000 and go put that as a down payment on a commercial property, on a commercial building, on an apartment building. Right. So you can put that hundred twenty thousand dollars down on a 15 unit building or a 17 unit building and that 16 or 17 unit building could be generating 15 or 16 thousand dollars a month. And your mortgage on that property could be three or four or five thousand dollars a month. So now you could be making 10 grand a month off of one property. So you can see how by buying right, moving quickly and taking advantage of owning cash flowing rental property, it can very, very quickly within a matter of a few years or sometimes even shorter, put you in a different tax bracket and put you in an income level to where you are a part of the 1% or where you are financially free. Um, Contrary to belief, when people hear the term 1%, they think that to be in the 1%, you have to be this uber multi, multi millionaire that makes 100 million a year or 200 million a year. That's the top end of the 1%. The 1% actually starts at $360,000 a year. So if you make $360,000 a year, you are in the 1% because 99% of American households do not bring in $360,000 a year. Lawyers, doctors, they typically make $200,000, $250,000 a year, which is a great income. That's great salary, but that's still not in the 1%. So your goals as far as when you're starting out and trying to build a portfolio or just owning por- owning property in general, get to a space to where you own enough property that is bringing you at least $30,000 a year. Oh, I'm sorry, $30,000 a year. $30,000 a month, I'm sorry. <laughs> $30,000 a month. You can do that if you buy right. You can do that in a few short years and it's really not as hard as, as it seems, um, me, myself, and my company, we do offer mentorship. So if you do want to kind of get some direction and get some guidance and how you should do that and you want to use my team, use my accountants, use my realtors, I have a network of realtors and accountants nationwide, lenders nationwide, then please send me an email. Uh, it's tosin314 at gmail.com. Tosin spelled T-O-S-I-N 314 at gmail.com and it would be a pleasure for me to help you do that and uh, just kind of help you get in the in, in get on the right track so um hey guys it was a pleasure 
speaking with you about this topic. I'm going to get on to the next episodes. And once again, if you are looking for real estate leads or you're a real estate agent, you're trying to get deals done, whether they're wholesale deals, fix and flips, you're trying to buy rental property, or you're a real estate agent and you're trying to get exclusive seller listings, please go check out realestatedealsystem.com. That is the number one portal to find deals for real estate investors and real estate agents. Again, that's realestatedealsystem.com. See you guys on the next episode. Take care.